Hello, this is codependent and shit. A real ass bitch talking about real ass shit. <laughs> Maybe I should change that. Alright, anyways. I wanted to record another episode about um, codependency. And I was going to make it like codependency 101 all about it. But I realized I don't really want to talk about codependency this whole episode. Because there's so much information about it. And... I also, I don't know how I feel too much about the labels of these things. I think people get really stuck in the label and like, I don't want to be one of those people. I don't think anyone should, where you're like obsessed with like, I'm codependent. I, there's a 12 step program for codependency. There are meetings around the country. It is crazy, but I think there's over identification as with anything. But I just want to do like a little like touch on what codependency is and kind of share my own experience once I realized I felt like I was codependent. So anyways, codependency is a behavioral disease is what they call it. Um, Just interesting. I'm just going to read a couple things. This direct. Codependency is a learned behavior that can be passed down from one generation to another. It is a condition rooted in low self-esteem that impinges on an individual's ability to have healthy, mutually equal, satisfying relationships. Codependency is known as relationship addiction because those affected often form or maintain relationships that are one-sided, emotionally destructive, and or abusive. Okay. There it is right there. One-sided. Um of usually abusive emotionally destructive obviously any relationship that's one-sided is gonna be emotionally destructive so if you find yourself in that pattern you might want to look into it but there's so many symptoms and i talked about it in the last little rant the only thing i posted which was my rant was just about how it's kind of exhibited with low boundaries and or no boundaries low self-esteem People-pleasing. People-pleasing. That's such a big one. Um, I also want to know, it was originally applied to spouses of alcoholics. It used to just be like an alcoholic spouse thing. Like, oh, you're codependent. But it's actually been revealed that the characteristics of codependence were much more prevalent in the general population than than had previously imagined. It is everywhere. It is everywhere. And so... It's not just with alcoholics. They're now realizing it can be taught by your parents. You might have picked it up from your parents. You were raised in a dysfunctional family. Um, You could definitely be codependent. I think codependency is rampant. But like I said, I don't want to get caught up on the labels. Um, Codependency literally sounds almost exactly the same as love addiction. So another label. And so I kind of want to talk about what love addiction is considered gonna read that love addiction refers to a pattern of behavior correct characterized by a maladaptive pervasive and excessive interest towards one or more romantic partners resulting in lack of control the renounce of other interest in behavior and other negative consequences in love addiction immature love love that is uncertain external blind and or beyond one's control permeates one's life holy shit that one that one hits that one hits um I just want to get personal and like, that's why I'm even doing this shit right now. Um, if you find yourself 
addicted to people that don't want you. I think that's a, um, I think that's love addiction. Because like it said, you're addicted to love that is uncertain. Yeah, you never feel like content. You never feel secure. You never feel like you have that person. And you're addicted to that. And like I've said also, you learned that in childhood somewhere. I don't know what I'm saying, but it's true. Love that expend much time effort on a person to whom they are addicted. Love that value this person above themselves and their focus on the beloved other often is obsessive. This behavior results in love addicts neglecting to care for themselves in a variety of ways. In essence, abandoning important aspects of their lives and well-being to stay connected to the object of their affections. Oh my god. <sighs> yeah. That resonates too. If you're dating someone who is like half in, half out, and when they say jump, you jump, or... I remember I dated this guy and I was... I had like an important school thing. I was in school. And he wanted to, like, hang out. And I was just going to, like, fuck up my entire... I, it was, like, enrollment. I was going to not go enrollment for the school I was going to. I was going to fuck up my, my education for this fucking loser. What? Guys, if you're doing stuff like this, this isn't healthy. This is an internal problem. We got to sort it out. We got to sort it out. We're out here. We need <laughs> equally beneficial relationships none of this one-sided shit if it's one-sided it ain't real anyways but if you're addicted to the one side that's a problem because you won't ever have a healthy relationship i mean ultimately that's what i want that's why i got into self-development that's why i got into being obsessed with (laughs) reading and learning about these things it's like i just want to i want to heal what needs to be healed and i want to be able to have healthy relationships with friends, family, everyone, because you can be codependent on more than just romantic partners or even love addiction. I have right here, love addiction doesn't necessarily pertain only to romantic or sexual relationships. It is possible for a person to relate as a love addict with their friends, children, sponsor, guru, or religious figure, or even with a movie star whom they've never met. (laughs) That one's funny at the end. Um, yeah, I've even heard of people that are in codependency recovery you get a sponsor, most people do if they're going to actually work the steps, being codependent on their their sponsor. So it's like, it continues. And parent-child duos of codependency, oh god, I see that so much. Over-involvement. If your mom is like, way involved in your life and you're like, in your 30s or like late 20s, like, guys, like, this is where it starts to be like, mm, this isn't weird, this isn't healthy. Because, you know, that's too much. Um, it's usually a red flag for codependent right there. Um, I also wanted to read this that says, uh, people generally become love addicts due to a past history of abandonment from their primary caregivers. Adult love addicts usually recognize as children that their most precious needs for validation, love, and connection with one or or both parents were not met. This affects their self-esteem dramatically in adult life. It results in a conscious fear of abandonment and an underlying subconscious fear of intimacy. To a love addict, intensity in a relationship is often mistaken for intimacy. Oh my god, he hits me, he loves me. <laughs> no, that's not funny. Um, really though. Like all this like up down, intense. Yeah, you think that's love. It's not though. It's uh it's not. And 
I just want to go back on the abandonment thing. See, I, I don't know. That resonates for me. And if it resonates for you and you haven't thought about your, your past, think about it. Go back. I mean, there's a lot of parents that were there physically, but that doesn't mean they were there emotionally. Just because your parent was there and maybe played with you, took you to do things, you know, was in the house, that doesn't mean they were present. That doesn't mean that they validated you. That doesn't mean you felt comfortable to express yourself, to be who you really were. So, I mean, I think a lot of people were like, think back childhood and we're like, oh, I had a house and I had, you know, everything and we did all these things and then they're like, well, no, yeah, I had a great childhood, but they don't realize the emotional needs we have as children. Oh my God. Like that's where you're getting shaped. You're getting shaped for how you're going to interact with people for the rest of your life and how you're going to accept love. I'm going right back to like what I talked to before. Um, anyways, I wanted to share my little experience of codependency. So I realized I was codependent and I had this behavioral disease um, around when I decided to try to go to AA. I thought I might be an alcoholic and I was like, you know, a little out of control with it. So I was like, yeah, I must be. And I went to AA, I got a sponsor, started working the steps, and I learned about codependency around then, and then I kind of started to realize that I believed that codependency is kind of on this iceberg with addiction, and I think addiction is on the top of the iceberg, but underneath the water is where codependency lies, and I think it kind of fuels addiction. I think that's why a lot of recovery programs, they teach you about codependency, and they make you go to code of meetings and some rehabs and stuff. I've seen that. Um, anyways, in AA, I realized, uh, I didn't necessarily think I was an alcoholic. I, I, uh, just think I overindulge. I'm kind of a binger as a means of coping, but I, am fortunately don't think I'm an addict. I can control myself, but I needed to go through that to realize that. And also it was where I was like, codependency is driving all this behavior for me. I think I, I can't even just deal with myself with my habits and my stuff, so I just, you know, I numb and distract with anything, um, which can be food, binge eating, sex, shopping, like, these are all forms of coping and suppressing and distraction, all of these things, not just drugs and alcohol, but, so once I realized that I was codependent, and I wanted to heal this, I was like gung-ho, man. I made a fucking binder. I printed so much. I highlighted. I got books. I started going to meetings. I got a sponsor. I was like, this is not going to rule my life. And it was really helpful to get all the info. It was helpful to talk to people. But ultimately, like, I didn't really like the feel of the meetings. This is my personal experience. I didn't like affirming every single day. I am codependent. Hi, I'm Ashley. I'm codependent. I don't want to keep saying that. I want to say I was codependent. I'm healing. I'm working through this. I don't want to keep affirming. And I feel like, I don't know, the meetings are kind of, it's kind of sad. It's, it's sad. I don't know how else to explain it. It was, it's good to go connect if you need to just realize like, hey, I'm not alone in this. I just wasn't into like, I'm going to be dedicated to this. And ultimately, with all of the information I read about codependency, like so many sources, 
it boiled down to having a lack of self-love and boundaries. Like that was the root of this. So I kind of just set off on my own journey to just find self-love because I felt like that was the only way I'm going to heal this because at some point I abandoned myself as a kid and that's why I accepted poor treatment and I never thought I deserved good things and I treated to I talked to myself poorly I treated myself poorly. I didn't take care of myself because I didn't love myself and so like any thing and problem that's affecting your life I swear to god it all roots back to self-love and same with codependency and I'm gonna say the same for love addiction and in order to love yourself you have to figure out who you are and that's hard because you've been being this person for your whole life it's like how do you start over it's extremely grueling process and I really want to give credit to anyone that's healing Because it's so hard, especially when you gain the awareness and you're still slipping into the patterns. It's so easy to just be like, oh, I'm still fucking doing this. I hate my, like, I'm never going to get better. I'm never going to get better. But like, you are getting better. You're always getting better if you're trying. It takes time. Like you've been in this for so long. You've been doing these things the way you did. This is different. This is still foreign. And I get so hard on myself that I still slip into my patterns and that I still can do things that I'm like, that that doesn't necessarily reflect what someone that loved themselves would do. But there are also a lot of things I do that do reflect I love myself now. I do a lot of different things, but I'm definitely not perfect and I'm definitely, I need to be easier on myself. And I mean... Ultimately, ultimately, people don't define us. And codependency and love addiction is people addiction. We're searching externally for something we need to find within ourselves. If something outside of you isn't going to make you safe, you're going to make yourself safe. I can't even begin to describe how awful it feels to know, like, your when your emotional state is controlled by a person outside of you and you feel that and you feel that grip that grip it's it's the most fucked up disgusting feeling because you have completely left yourself you've left your body like you're not even in there you're just this person has your soul it's the worst and it's like how do you treat that how do you heal that how how can you find yourself able to just be okay with being with you just be with you like meditation yes of course I meditate but I'm really just being 100% honest about where I'm at in my journey because I'm not I'm not there man I wish I was and this is like two years of doing like a lot of hard work on myself and a lot of weird spiritual shit I tried but that did not fix anything I don't think um I'll talk about that on another time Because I went down a rabbit hole of healing. And I got really into the woo-woo stuff. And, I mean, that was just trying whatever it was going to take to heal. My friends laugh at me, I think. Okay, I don't care. (laughs) Alright. I guess that's really all I wanted to say. Is if someone... I really want to do this podcast because... 
I know sometimes when I'm going through this shit while I'm healing and I'm, I work a nine to five, sometimes some days I just want to hear someone talking about a specific thing I'm going through. It just helps to just hear someone talk about it and talk about like that they went through it. A lot of the time, usually it's a success story and it helps or just to hear people talk about it and have their opinions or like things they've realized about it just in general. So if one damn girl or boy is working their nine to five and is feeling some type of way, kind of struggling to focus on life because of some thing they're trying to heal or codependency or love addiction and they stumble upon this and it helps them. That's all I care about. That's why I'm doing this. I just want you to know you're not alone and you can be happy. Just come back home to yourself. Realize that you are enough. You've always been enough. There was never anything wrong with you. Never anything. You've always been exactly who you need to be and the right people will show up for you when you show up for yourself. Show up for yourself. Don't accept one-sided bullshit. Balance. Balance isn't one-sided. And that's all we all want, man. Whether you want to admit it or not, we all want to be loved. And that's okay to admit. So over people acting like it's bad to want a relationship. No, it's not. Because relationships aren't supposed to be like jail it's not supposed to be this dreaded thing everyone acts like oh god like oh he's finally free you know like like they have such a bad stigma relationships are supposed to enrich your life they're supposed to be fulfilling they're supposed to help you grow they're supposed to help you love yourself even more than you already do they're supposed to be a a a benefit they're not supposed to be a drag that's taking away your freedom if you're in that you're in a probably in a codependent relationship probably one-sided if you feel like you don't have freedom like that's not healthy healthy love is mutual it's free you there's trust it's a solid foundation y'all can go out and do other shit but you still come home to each other and you don't trip out you don't need to know each other's locations 24 7 you don't need to be texting 24 7 you don't own each other and you realize that and it's doing it's doing nothing in your life but adding to it it's helping you grow it's all of it it's supposed to be good it's not supposed to be bad anyways all right i'm gonna just end this if you listen to this whole rant thank you i can't believe i've actually talked for 18 oh 19 minutes anyways thank you if you listened i hope you got some kind of bit from this i don't know maybe if you're going through this i hope it helped a little bit Thanks, bye.